What country has the highest drinking age in the entire world? Hey, this is Kaylin Chenoweth with Starting Sustainability. And the answer to the trivia question is the United States of America. And the drinking age limit here is 21. And this is episode 21. So now my podcast can go out and get drunk legally if it chooses to do so. Today I have a really awesome topic for you. It's going to be about a green Thanksgiving. I know Thanksgiving isn't until next week, but I wanted to produce the podcast episode and get it out on the airways and give people plenty of time to listen to it because they're going to start doing their shopping and planning. Well, some people will start doing their shopping and planning now, and I want them to be prepared and to start thinking sustainably when it comes to their Thanksgiving dinner. But first, I do want to fill you in on what's going on in my world. I did get some more feedback from fellow listeners, so I always appreciate the feedback. One of the listeners suggested Little Seed Farm Deodorant. I've been using Taylor's Natural Deodorant, and I'm um, about halfway through it. I did go ahead and order the Little Seed Farm deodorant from Amazon, so I have that waiting for me. I am going to finish up my current deodorant first, because I already paid for it, so I might as well use it up, and then I'll dive into the Little Seed Farm deodorant and let you know how I like that one. Some more feedback from listeners is to try Rocky Mountain Soap Company Shave Bar. So this would be a bar of soap that you use for shaving, like shaving your legs and whatnot, or your face if you're a guy. I have not bought that one yet, but I am going to add it to my Christmas list. I know I said the C word and it hasn't even been Thanksgiving yet. For some people, that's a big taboo. But hey, if it brings you joy and puts you in a good mood, you can do what you want. My Christmas tree is not up yet. I am going to wait, mostly because I really don't like putting up the Christmas tree. It's a big pain in the butt. And we have two cats and a toddler this year. So I'm really hesitant on putting it up. We might put it up and just do very minimal decorations knowing that they're going to get destroyed. But I do want everyone to start thinking about your Christmas list or birthday list or whatever list for whatever event is coming up in your life where people might give you gifts and start thinking sustainably. Sometimes some of the sustainable items that we want can be a little pricey. Usually they are going to save us in the long run, but sometimes they can be pricey and it's kind of hard to cough up the money to buy them. So if people are going to have to get you a gift anyways, it's a good one to put on your list. Oh, and the last little bit of listener feedback came from Faith and she was commenting about the zero waste sponges for the kitchen and she said other ideas also include a sea sponge, stainless steel, a bamboo coconut sponge also. And she even says that you can get reusable towel rolls off of Etsy, which is very true. I looked into getting a reusable towel roll from Etsy. Personally, I thought it was kind of pricey and I thought I can do that myself. I'm crafty. So I went out and bought antimicrobial dish cloths and then I bought the plastic snaps and then I had to buy the snap applicator And then I had to put all the snaps on by hand, and I bought the hand snap applicator. There's two different ones. The cheaper one, which is the hand one, or the more expensive one, which is way easier to use. And it takes 
some time. It takes about a good 20 minutes to get all those dang snaps on and your hands are sore by the end of it. And in the end, I was like, yeah, definitely would have been worth it to buy it on Etsy. It was a pain in the butt to make it myself. So you can do either way. I'm just letting you know what my experience was in the process of making your own reusable towel roll. Also a good Christmas gift idea or whatever holiday you're celebrating. What has been going on in my world this past week? I had to travel for work all the way to Minnesota just in time for the Arctic blast. So that was really cold. We did stay at a Hampton Inn. I don't get a choice in what hotels we stay in. My boss books them and he pays for them with the company card. I just go along for the ride. He picked Hampton Inn. It's not exactly the most sustainable hotel chain, but I do appreciate that they are putting in a good effort. So I will praise them on that. And I have talked in episode 7 about traveling and traveling sustainably. So of course I practice everything that I've talked about there. But I did want to mention that while we were at the Hampton Inn, I got up in the morning, I went downstairs to the gym and I did my little exercise and then I went to the breakfast area and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. They had breakfast smoothies pre-made and ready to go in a little plastic cup. And then I walked up there and I was looking at it and that plastic cup wasn't plastic at all. It was a compostable cup made out of corn resin and they had a paper straw too. So I was very happy that they were putting in a good effort and offering compostable items at their breakfast service. Their downfall, however, is they did not have a compostable bin to put them in. My options were recycling or trash. But I'm giving them an effort. They're at least trying. Hopefully, they'll get it figured out pretty soon. Maybe by the next time that I have to travel up there. I do want to tell you a story about another thing that happened this week. Really, this weekend. So just to preface it, in our home... My husband and I do our own laundry. I used to do his as an act of service, for those of you who know about the five love languages, and I've read that book. So I would wash and dry and fold his clothes, and then I'd put them on the bed for him to put away. Because at the time, we had different closets, different dressers, and I didn't know his system, what he wanted. So he would just have to put them away. In the evening, he would come to bed, declare, I'm really tired, and then he would knock them all on the floor. He was too tired to put them away. Yeah, <laughs> many of you just gasped when I said he just knocked them on the floor. I was pretty angry about that too. So man or woman, whoever your spouse is, if they do something nice for you, like doing your laundry, do not throw it on the floor. That's a great way to really upset them. To make it worse, he didn't even use a basket. Straight onto the floor, and we had two cats and two dogs at the time. I did communicate to him that hurt my feelings. And he continued to do it. So around the third time this happened, I said, I'm not doing your laundry anymore. And from that day forward, he's been doing his own laundry. We're going to fast forward to now. I do the laundry for myself and our son, as well as all the cloth diapers, towels, bed sheets, kitchen towels, and cloth napkins, bibs, cleaning wraps. I basically do everything except for my husband's laundry. On the flip side, my husband does do many other chores, including taking out the trash, and he will put in a new bag. <laughs> Some of you also gasped just now. I participate in a church group, a women's only church group. And there was one evening, this was about a year ago, that we were talking about this, and they were complaining about how their husbands will take the trash out and not put the bag back. And I didn't realize this was an issue for every single woman at the church group. 
except for me. I did not realize how lucky I was that my husband will put a new bag into the trash can. So, honey, if you're listening, thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. You're one of a kind. So that's the background. What happened this weekend is our dryer broke. Sometimes you are forced into sustainability against your wishes. And it turned out that the fuse was blown. We didn't know what blew the fuse, so we had to do some research. And by we, I mean my husband. He did all the research, YouTube videos, everything, and figured out it was most likely the thermometer or temperature gauge that had probably gone bad and therefore blew the fuse. We had to go get the parts. Point: I had to go a couple of days. I had to go about three days without a dryer. And of course, we were at the tail end of the week, so we'd already worn everything. We were out of diapers. We were out of cloth napkins. The washers still work, so I continued to wash them. And then I had two drying racks, two clothes drying racks. And I set those up and put everything on them. And oh my gosh, it takes so much longer and so much more effort. I mean, longer as in it takes, it just takes time. When you're used to pulling it straight out of the washing machine and tossing it into the dryer and hitting the start button, now you got to hang them all up one by one and you got to spread them out flat so you don't get any wrinkles or anything like that. And then it still took all night long for them to dry. And in the morning I checked and they were mostly dry, but sometimes like the armpits of the shirts where it had folded over wasn't dry or if one item ended up laying on top of another item, then that wasn't dry. If it was a thicker item like jeans or a sweater, they weren't dry. I had to flip them over. It was just a very long process to get laundry done this weekend. In the end, my hero came through and fixed the dryer, and now we're back on track with our normal laundry schedule. So yeah, that was my fun weekend that I hope I never have to repeat. Anyways, let's get on to... The main topic of the day, which is your green, sustainable Thanksgiving. Now, when I put this list together, remember this is starting sustainability. I'm keeping it simple, keeping it for beginners, entry level. I'm not calculating out the carbon footprint or the greenhouse gases of the traveled miles of your food. Just keep it simple. Shop local farmers markets. Up north, that's really not an option anymore. But if you can find them down south or in your part of the world, if if you have local farms and farmer's markets, then of course go that way. And another suggestion is to go vegan and make a tofurkey and lentils. That's also great. If you don't know what a tofurkey is, it's it's tofu that has been molded into the shape of a turkey. Yeah, if I serve that, I'm pretty sure my family would not react very well. <laughs> they, they may kill me or harass me until my last breath. I'm not really sure which one, but I would definitely get teased relentlessly. So I'm not asking you to do that. But there are some simple things that you can incorporate and that most people won't really even notice. So you can be a stealthy, sustainable warrior if you want to for this Thanksgiving. The first part is you're going to have to go food shopping. So like I mentioned, do local farmer's markets if they're still open. Some people, depending on what area of the world or the country you're in, if you're able to grow a winter garden, now would be a great time to use those vegetables. And lastly, my husband's a big fan of this one, you can go hunt your own turkey. Once you have your turkey, you might want to consider investing in a roasting pan. Please stop buying the disposable roasting pans year after year. 
Yes, they are aluminum foil. They are recyclable. Do they actually make it to the recycling? Now there's food bits all over it. So let's just focus on getting a reusable one. And some of you might be thinking it's kind of silly to buy a nice roasting pan that's going to take up a whole lot of space only to use it once a year. And I was on that boat for a long time and then I got a nice roasting pan and I decided I'm going to start using this more often. Mine was a gift from my mom, really a hand-me-down. It was her way of saying I'm not doing Thanksgiving turkey anymore. Somebody else can do that and here's this big roasting pan. So mine was secondhand, family heirloom if you even want to call it that. But you can definitely justify the space and the and if you do have to pay for it, you can justify the expense of it just by using it more often. There are so many recipes for roasting pans. You can also create new traditions of roasting items for other holidays like Christmas or New Year, Easter, whatever holidays come up in your culture and your country. Now, it's not a holiday gathering if you don't have a nice festive atmosphere. You're going to need to decorate. Let's aim for natural items. Go to the park and gather decorations. You can get colorful leaves if the leaves are changing in your area. Pine cones, acorns, mini pumpkins or gourds. And this can double as a fun craft to entertain the little kids while you're getting the meal ready. And if you're really not all that crafty, then get good quality decorations that you can use year after year. Another very simple money-saving idea is to lower the temperature in your house. When the house is full of a whole bunch of people for a big gathering and you're cooking in the kitchen all day long, then a lot of heat is produced, both body and from the oven. Plus, everyone is wearing their cute fall flannel clothing. So knock down the thermostat just a couple of degrees and take advantage of lowering your heat bill. Unless you're in Florida, then this really doesn't apply to you. Another tip is to use real items. Use real plates, silverware, glasses, and cloth napkins. However, if you have a large family like I do, we're anticipating 40 plus people at Thanksgiving. Nobody has 40 of any of those items and it really does not make sense to go to a secondhand store and buy enough of those items. And then you're going to find a place to store them and take up space. And nobody really wants to do all the dishes for all of those people either because now you're not enjoying the holiday. I do get it. I do get it. If it's a smaller gathering, yeah, you can use the real stuff. But if it's going to be a large gathering, then choose compostable or biodegradable options. Bamboo versions, paper versions of things. Just make sure that you actually have a compost bin available. Whether it's your own personal one or you have a commercial one. If you don't have either one of those and composting is not an option, then you should have a bag to collect all of those items and call it your fire starter bag. And you can use it for the backyard fire pit or if you have an indoor fireplace. Whatever you do, please avoid the plastic and avoid styrofoam disposables. Did you know in America, we Americans waste nearly 25% of the Thanksgiving food? That's a lot. Don't pick the largest turkey. Get a smaller one that's actually going to fit the number of people you will be serving. Also, another good tip, set out smaller plates. People will still overload their plate. However, when their stomachs are full, there won't be nearly as much on the plate. This is also a great tip because I'm a dietitian. This is what I tell people if you're trying to watch your weight. Get a smaller plate. That way you don't eat as much either. I will admit that 
No matter how hard you try, there will still be some leftovers because nobody wants to go home hungry on Thanksgiving. Do encourage people to bring their own Tupperware and take some of the leftovers back with them. Also, plan out your leftover recipes. It is really easy to get tired of the same meal multiple days in a row. And then you kind of shove the leftovers to the back of the fridge and forget about them until it's too late. So save the drippings for gravy. Save the turkey skeleton and cook or boil it to create a stock. Instead of just plain cranberries, which most people really don't care for, I'm pretty sure that's a fact somewhere, that plain cranberries is the worst, least popular Thanksgiving food. So change it up. Do like a cranberry orange mint relish. Add some stuff to it. Save the orange peel for garnish. You can also zest it or even use it for cleaning. Yeah, you can take the orange peel and use it to scrub and clean things because it's no different than a lemon peel. It's still citrus. It's still a cleaning agent in there. And now it's all natural and chemical free. You can also stuff the turkey with lemon wedges and then save the peels for the exact same reason. If you have leftover stuffing, then you can make a breakfast hash. And if you have leftover vegetables, you can make a soup or a casserole and add them in. When food is just in the refrigerator, then you got to eat it really quickly within a few days. And that's when you get burnt out on it. But if you meal prep it and put it in a bunch of different Tupperware and freeze it and create your own instant frozen meals, now you can eat them throughout the year. You can space it out. You're not going to get burnt out on it, and it's fantastic for when you come home and you're starving and life is really busy and you need food right now. You can just grab that and pop that in the microwave and eat that, and it's going to be way better than any of the store-bought frozen meals, packaging-wise and nutrition-wise. I'm sure there are a lot of tips that I'm forgetting that I didn't think about to add on to here. If you have feedback, there's still one more episode before Thanksgiving, so please Drop me a comment at the website, which is www.startingsustainability forward slash episode 21, and it'll come straight to this podcast, or you can find me on Facebook. We have a Facebook group called Starting Sustainability. You can leave a comment there, or you can private message me, whatever is simplest. I love, love to share all of your feedback. We're here all in this together, and we just want everybody to do what we can. And the more minds that we put together, the better ideas we're going to have and the more successful of a sustainable Thanksgiving we will all have. Before we leave, the dietitian me wants to speak out on a quick little safety notice. Please put the food away. It is really easy at family gatherings to get all the food out, everybody eats, and then you get to socializing and enjoying the gathering and the food stays out. And that's when you have bacterial growth and then everybody starts getting foodborne illness and sick. Do not have the food out any more than if once it sets to room temperature, you have two hours. So no more than two hours at room temperature. That's when you start packing it up and putting it away. It's also good for a healthy weight point of view because if the food is put away, you're less likely to keep eating it. And we all know that Thanksgiving is a very gluttonous holiday. So if you put the food away, out of sight, out of mind, you're going to reduce the amount of calories that you're taking in anyways. I will talk to everybody again one more time before Thanksgiving. I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of your week and that you learn some great stuff. Whether you celebrate Thanksgiving or not, you can definitely take all this information and apply it to any 
large, food-focused social gathering that you may have coming your way. Have a great one, everybody, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.